Instagram with, uh, well, interesting announcement today. They say they are stepping up their efforts in an attempt to tackle online bullying. Here's our tech expert, Adam Oldfield, with more. He joins us on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Uh, Adam, uh, Instagram says that they're going to use artificial intelligence to crack down on a bullying. Just uh, exactly how is this all going to work? Well, they've had a lot of pressure, we know, recently in regards to bullying being a problem over the last few years. And, you know, what's interesting about the whole social media game, Jeff, is that if this was 10 years ago, actually, yeah, we'd say even five years ago, these bullies are the same people that, and statistically proven, these are the same guys that if you were face-to-face, they would be the ones bullied in person. So Instagram's been seeing this anonymous ability where people are are posting and commenting and and being uh, ruthless when it comes online. And, I mean, it's caused a lot of issues. Um, uh, Molly Russell, a case that's pretty much a a situation where she committed suicide through uh, bullying through Instagram, has created this uh, this process where they've had to up their game. And we've seen them getting a lot of them being Instagram and Facebook getting a lot of pressure from the Senate and and more or less saying you need to do more about that. So they've implemented an artificial intelligence that's going to now read your comments as similar as it does looking through our photos and identifying them. And in this, though, it's not really perfect. What it does is it asks you, are you sure you want to post? So it more or less confirms with the bully you know you're bullying. Are you okay with this? And if you say okay, it will still post it. So that's the first step that's coming out. I don't know Okay, so, so do they have like a list of, uh, I'll just call them code words or uh, words that raise uh, red flags that when they see that uh, in a post, uh, you're going to get this message? Right, yeah. So the artificial intelligence reads through the comments, identifies it as, this sounds like a derogatory comment or uh, an insulting verbiage of how you would maybe respond to someone in a, in a more ruthless way. You might be like, you know, you look like, uh, or you're ugly. They'll use keywords with ugly and, 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 you know, using derogatory words that even, you know, I won't say on the radio. So at this point, you know, using that, this is something that they're, uh, you know, identifying in their artificial intelligence, structuring it in a way that they're going to be able to now identify these keywords and sentences and prompt it as, are you sure? And what they're hoping is they more or less bring peace of mind or awareness to individuals that are posting, uh, I would say, bullying comments um, to confirm if you maybe want to revise or rephrase what you're posting. All right. So I guess the big debate moving forward is, is this really going to uh, curb online bullying? Is this uh, going to remedy the problem or is this just something that uh, Instagram and maybe if Facebook adopts this as well, that these social media giants can kind of wash their hands and say, hey, li- listen, we've done our part. We've done all we can. I think this is their step of approaching, they're taking action on it. And they're very, as we know, they're self-governed. There's nothing right now that says under a government body, you need to do this or you're being followed by these detailed of, of rules. So it's step one. Step two rolling out in the next probably 30 days, they're claiming, is a feature called restrict. And what that one's going to do is, in the case where you know someone's bullying, if you're a a high school student or even a junior intermediate student, um, and you notice that someone's out there and they're very aggressive and they're commenting or they see you online and they want to be aggressive in that way, restrict 
is going to then allow you to block that person, but do it in a way that the person doesn't know you're blocking them. And in and, and a lot of cases, when you block someone, it, it notifies them. They then uh, are aware. They've opened the message. They've commented on the message. And it really prompts them to be able to continue the bullying. Again, uh, I'm no expert on psychology on bullying, but I do know that when someone gets uh, a rise out of someone, the whole, in, the, the whole purpose of bullying is to you know, gather others in support. Uh, whether they want to mock or encourage that that moment out of being just nasty in many ways, the restrict feature will be a phase two to this uh, first step of saying, are you sure, which is out now, restrict will be the next phase. I think there's still a long way to go, Jeff. I don't think this is perfect, but at least they're making steps and strides. Yeah, it really isn't the ultimate remedy, uh, Adam, is to crack down on anonymous users and anonymous accounts that uh, if you had to be uh, verified, if you had to own what you said uh, online, just like you have to do in real life, uh, in person, uh, that, uh, you know, uh, Instagram, Facebook, social media would be a a much safer place? 100%. But again, I go back to the point of where we, we, we have now a cross of, of situation of privacy is still one of those elements of where we expose our information. When we go on Facebook and otherwise, the first rules in terms of Facebook is everyone you connect with, your friend with, you have to allow or know that person. That's one of the first <laughs> on page one, if you ever read it, that's actually something that's quite clear. So in this case, Facebook has a, a lot of work to go through as far as uh, vetoing and confirming everyone, bringing credibility that every user that's on there is a unique identity. And this is still a big issue on their end is to, they want to streamline the efficiency of signing up because obviously they want more users online, but they want the quality users online. And that's something that still needs to be perfected on their site. That hasn't been done yet. It's still easy to set up a phone number, create a photo. Uh, you know, we, I think you and I had spoke at one point about deep fakes at some point. It's easy to even come up with a fake image that doesn't even exist anywhere through artificial intelligence. Set up an account, register a burner phone, and all of a sudden you've got a fake account that allows you to be anonymous in your own right to be able to bully individuals or otherwise. Joined by tech expert Adam Oldfield on the line. Adam, also wanted to talk to you this afternoon about uh, a group calling themselves the Canadian Internet Registration Authority. They've uh, published their annual look at the state of the nation's Internet uh, use for 2019. And in a survey of more than 2,000 Canadians, they found that 85% of us had not gone off the grid, which means uh, spent more than one week offline. Uh, I'm surprised the number is actually that low, 85 I, th- I thought it would have been higher, like 95%. <laughs> well, I, th- I think it's still accounting for individuals that are being uh, uh, checked over the age of, of 75. They maybe still aren't online yet, Jeff. But yes, those numbers are uh, low in one degree, high on another. Uh, I've said this for years. In fact, I've done a lot of workshops where I've, Canada is one of the leading countries when it comes to usage online. We've been the leader in regard, even bigger than the U.S., Europe, across all the nations, we are one of the biggest internet-accepted countries. We've accepted online purchases. We've, we've accepted uh, searching and using it for news sources, uh, streaming and otherwise. That's great. And all of these numbers seem fantastic. But one situation still hasn't been perfected, or I say advanced, is the small business market. Canada is an economy. Uh, Usage-wise, we haven't migrated from a small business. We're still running. uh, More than 50% of small businesses in the country are still running with carbon-papered, old-school efficiencies. The the business 
situation hasn't kept up the speed with the personal usage of online internet, and that's one of the areas that I felt was flawed in uh, in in Syrah, uh, okay. the .ca. That now, was the only issue I felt was flawed. I want to ask you this before we run out of time. 85% of us have not been off the grid, spent more than one week offline in the last year, and you say that Canadians overwhelmingly have accepted uh, the internet. Uh, have we accepted it too much? Are we overusing it? Is that what these numbers say? You know what? I don't think we are. I think we're, this is where um, our days and lives of using the internet and technology is is pretty much a day of how we do it. We, we get our Ubers, we get our food, we get it delivered, we buy online, we stream our TV, we're, we're, we're learning online. In fact, our provincial government is instituting a more online education process. So it's one side to say, hey, you need to get off the grid. On the other side, we're almost forced to be on the grid. So it's one, it's kind of a catch-22 if you really think about it. And I only see this number going up that it's going to be more difficult for Canadians to be able to say, geez, I need to shut my phone off so I can just turn off. Unless you're going to Cuba for a week vacation where the Internet's astronomical, I really think we're going to be stuck and tied to the Internet as a regular process. All right. Adam, great stuff as always. Thanks so much, my friend. Thank you so much, Jeff.